Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, hit it shot! Oh, baby, what a play! This is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I examine the 53-man roster and also make some predictions for the season. Uh, Joe, the NFL used to have multiple cut-down days, but now there's just one. And the deadline to get to the 53-man roster, Tuesday the 29th at 3 p.m. Central Time, um, a darling of the preseason who looked so good, Receiver Smith Marset trade to the Panthers, uh, along with a swap of conditional sevens. The Chiefs just didn't have room for them. They already have seven receivers, um, and then three—they're down to three running backs. Neither uh, Prince nor Michael Pirine made the active uh, roster. Joe, any surprises among those that I mentioned, or anything else that we've seen uh, come through? Um. Not, not. I mean, not, not tremendous. The ones that you mentioned. I think. One, I'm just wondering what's going to happen at quarterback. Um, right. You know, I don't, I don't know what their goal is with Shane. Um, get him back on the practice squad, or, or you know, what it might look like. I, I don't. It's just hard to tell, right? Um, what's happening? The other, the one that got me was Austin Ryder. Um, you know, here's a guy that was, I mean, brought in to be a starter. You know, and. Uh, just didn't work out, right? It's just sometimes it just sometimes it just doesn't work out. But I, I thought that was an I just thought that was an interesting one. A guy who um, started in the Super Bowl, right? They're in their not not the Super Bowl win over the Eagles, but um, uh, the Super Bowl fifty four over the 49ers. I mean, he that's crazy to think that he goes from starting in that game to to the you know on the on the street. So yeah, he was a big. It was a big. He was a big free agent that they brought in, and and I thought, man, that's uh, that that was just that was just a that was a surprise to me. Um, you know, just was, but you know what? They got a lot of depth. Um, you know, Nick Allegretti has made great strides. Um, they're deep at tackle, and um, you know, I guess Creed is 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 Creed, right? And if you got Nick backing him up, um. Right. They just, kind of, they just kind of figured that that's the, the way that they, that they want to go. So I just that was an interesting one. He, 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 I don't know if he's a guy that might get picked up. I, I don't know. That's of all the players that I'm looking at on the players that as we're recording this right now that, that are waived, I'm thinking he probably, I mean, just has the best shot at like pick getting picked up somewhere who's where they're really light at a certain position, which obviously at, at offensive line for him. That he might get picked up and make an impact, maybe the only one that I'm really looking at. That I, that I, you know, that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's interesting. You mentioned uh, Shane, and yeah, like it seemed like you know the the narrative that he was running neck and neck with Blaine Gabbert, but yeah. they both looked really good for much of the preseason. I never bought it in the sense that you want an experienced guy. Gabbert's been a backup on. Um, Super Bowl winning teams, that Bucks team, and started a lot of games. I mean, you want a guy who's starting the NFL if, you know, God forbid something happens to Mahomes. So I didn't really buy that. And then really in that last game, you know, uh, Shane did not play well. And uh, yeah. and that, that I think was the ultimate thing there. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's back on the practice squad. Um, I could see that. 
was real surprised about Michael Pirine. I thought that he was going to make the active roster, how well he looked, especially in that last game. Um, so I'm surprised that didn't ha- happen. A couple other interesting things. Danny Sheldon, a former first-round pick mm-hmm. um, yeah. with the Browns, had been having a good camp. I really thought he was going to make it. Um, and then speaking of the Browns, the guy who blocked, who won that last preseason game, blocked the uh, – uh, which would have been the game-winning field goal of the Browns, Phil Hoskins, uh, mm-hmm. didn't make the team. And neither did Josh Kando. That He was um, a defensive end that never really quite made it um, – or lived up maybe to his potential. So that that didn't surprise me. Uh, Joe, I want your take on. They also, the Chiefs made a trade with the Raiders on Tuesday. I mean, what did you see that? What world is this that we're, we're making trades with the Raiders? I, that that uh, the unholy alliance uh, that is the Chiefs Raiders. I, I think it just what it tells me is. <laughs> And listen, this is going to sound like a Chiefs homer comment, but I I feel like it's almost like a slap in the face to the Raiders from the Chiefs in a good way for the Chiefs, right? In a good way, and not not like a not like bad in a bad way, just like kind of saying like, look, you can take, you know, we'll send you a guy. You're never going to figure our our team out. Like we're not worried about sending you somebody who's going to give you some kind of trade secrets and be able to give you something that's going to uh, give you an advantage when we play. Like we feel that comfortable playing you that we're just going to trade you somebody. Right. Like that. Totally. Like that, still not a threat anymore. Right. That's yeah. Like play. not even like with Derek Carr gone and, and all the turmoil they've been through over the last couple of years and, and how we've just had their number. Like they weren't even that would, that never would have happened in a Marty Schottenheimer era. If anything, we were the ones taking people like, you know, when we brought, Reggie McElroy, who was an offensive lineman. We brought him from the Raiders. Marcus Allen, Art Shell, greatest offensive lineman of the decades there, come, head coach of the Raiders, comes to the Chiefs. And I'll never forget the first time Art introduced you know, himself to the team and Coach Schottenheimer introduced him to the team. He's like, well, guys, I just said to myself, if you can't beat them, join them. So that's what he said. That was his first, that was his opening salvo when he, you know, when he joined the the Kansas city chiefs from, from the Raiders. So yeah, I think there was a lot of one way directional stuff coming to us back then, but I just think it's telling the Raiders, like, you know, we don't even see like you, I'm going to use your term. Like we don't even see you as a threat anymore. It's crazy. And when I first saw that trade, Joe, um, I actually thought it was he. He's no longer with the team, but they drafted Cleland Farrell, who was a yeah. high in the first round, kind of a, a bad pick by the Raiders. He ended up uh, he was really kind of a bust, um, but it's not. It's Nate Farrell. So just to clarify, a lot of who also plays defensive line, also on the interior. I mean, could that mean anything? I don't, Joe. I don't think that means anything on the Chris Jones front. I mean, I don't think this is the guy who could come close to replacing. Uh, Chris Jones's impact. I think they just needed more bodies on defensive line. Do you agree? Well, they probably knew that maybe they just felt like, you know, with Phil Hoskins, they, they just felt like, it, you know, he was a guy that like they're just, you know, because they keep boards. Jeff, they mm-hmm. keep boards. I mean, God, you know, it was so low tech when I was playing. It was basically little magnets with, you know, Croy labels, right? You punch <laughs> labels, and they were on little strips and they had all the positions and all the teams and who was ranked and, and then they had like a ranking board and it was literally all manual. Like 
we weren't allowed in that room, like as players, like in the personnel room, like, in, and if you ever caught a glimpse of it, you know, you felt like you had seen, you know, you'd been to Fort Knox and saw, you know, the United States gold, uh, you know, reserve. Um, but, you know, probably on some board, they just figured, well, we can probably get more out of him than we would Phil Hot. Like, you know what I mean? Like that was probably mm-hmm. Phil Hoskins probably was, he was probably the most worried. I don't think Chris Jones, it's not a Chris Jones issue. It was more of a Phil Hoskins issue when they did that trade. Totally. I, I, I think that's a, a good point. Well, more on the, on the roster and some uh, season predictions. But first, Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games. Available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. And get in on the action. Remember to use promo code Believe B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, Joe, the other noteworthy thing: while well, they the Chiefs did trade Smith Morset, man, the Chiefs are rostering seven receivers. That's a lot of receivers, Joe. What's your th- your thought on that? Well, look, it's you know, I think what they're trying probably doing is looking at data. Right. I mean, data is driving lots of decisions these days, and it's probably it's probably somewhere along the line or thinking, you know what, when you look at the odds of of players getting hurt, then, you know, it could be uh, it could be sort of like, let's just get make that room deep. We don't know how Kadarius is going to do because, you know, if he's fragile, you know, then we're down to six. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I'm not saying I'm not wishing anything. I'm not trying to jinx anybody, but I'm just saying they're probably preparing for the fact that, you know, um, you know, Kadarius Tony might, might not make it through the season, right? He's, he hasn't proven that he can be as durable as, as, as a team would like him to be. And, so, and another guy too, you wonder if like Justin Ross, who I'm, you know how excited I am about him, right, but a guy yeah. with that kind of injury history, maybe it's protection against him too, you know? Yeah, and rather rather than like have to slim down to five or six and then go yeah. out and find somebody, let's let's just let's make. They're probably weighing all the factors, right? Like, where can we slim down where we know we have durable guys that we can plug and play? Let's look at the you know, let's look at where you know, right? Because right now, they're probably only going to carry two tight ends. So, that's a that's a that's a safety that's a or at least you know, they're going to probably you know make it make a safety spot there if they if they only carry two tight ends um and 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 they decide to to part ways with bell then you know then they wouldn't have three that could be a spot where they they use it as almost like a a receiver so rather than saying three tight ends and six wide receivers you add that number up it's nine mm-hmm. let's go with nine guys who can catch the ball mm-hmm. right other than nick allegretti who you know, we'll throw him in there as a lineman who can catch the ball but make it a wide receiver, I'm going to steal your joke. Yeah, he's the wide receiver. But like, so, you know, but all, all, all kidding aside, like, you know, maybe they're just looking at lumps of positions and they're considering wide receiver and tight end is like one big happy family um, and not really making that distinction. And then don't forget, we don't have a fullback either. Yeah, that is a That's a really good point about the fullback. And something else to remember, Joe, talking about like two tight ends. Traditionally, Andy Reid likes to often have two tight ends on the field at one time that, you know, it's a different era that you can add 16 guys to the practice squad. So 
that yeah. gives me, you know, I'm sure there's going to be, whether it's Matt Bushman or someone else, that there'll be other options there to, to use. Uh, Joe, that, and probably the most significant news is, is, is the one who, who isn't, uh, you know, who isn't being, no news on him today. Uh, Chris Jones continues to hold out. Joe, one thing I wanted to talk about is, you know, here, as, as we follow kind of the Chiefs news, we kind of have this uh, micro-focused look. But I think fans, Chiefs fans, might not realize that Nick Bosa is also on side. So I think that just puts things in perspective a little bit, but that this is not so crazy. Not It's not the end of the world. Uh, look, Chris Jones might be, I think, if I had to play a game tomorrow and I had to pick a defensive tackle, I would pick Aaron Donald. Um, just, you know, his career is amazing. It's as decorated as any interior lineman ever. But I think if I had to pick uh, a defensive tackle to build a team around, an interior one, I'd probably pick Chris Jones because he's younger. I think he's going to play longer. Donald's talked retirement stuff. Anyhow, my, my point being is that so Jones is arguably the best defensive tackle out there. Nick Bosa is arg arguably the best defensive end out, out there. So if misery lives company or, um, you know, it's just this is not just a Chiefs thing. It's not, you know, other teams are dealing with it. And it's just it's just kind of the way things work. And I thought I thought that was worth kind of mentioning. Chiefs fans might be forgetting that. Yeah. I mean, and again, I'm going to go back to the line that Tony Romo stole from me. And that is that, you know, September is the new preseason. And if, and, and the chiefs are probably thinking, well, if we can get rolling through September and Chris Jones comes fresh and he comes two, three weeks into the season, which we all saw the tweet where he said, I can afford it. Mm -hmm. um, I wish, you know, we all had that luxury, right. That we could do that. Um not show up for work and actually pay to not show up for work. Um, you know, look, he's going to come in fresh. He's going to be fine. He knows how to play the game. The Chiefs will get ramped up two, three, four games in, even if it goes that long, then he just rolls right in, you know, and, and, and that's where the Chiefs will be rolling by then anyway. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's just, this is what it is. I, I don't, I don't think as fans, we can't control it. Right. We just got to watch it happen. And, there's probably a lot of conversations going on, or maybe there's no conversations going on. I don't know, Jeff. Maybe they're not talking. Maybe they're in an impasse, and you know, everybody's just you know they're they're you know kind of getting a little frustrated, and and uh, you know everybody's uh, stubborn. The stubbornness is starting to kick in, and and maybe they're just like, well, you know what, you know, let, let's let's set the precedent that if you think we can do it without you while you're under contract, then then so be it. Keep paying the fine. Don't show up and. You know, you're under contract. The Chiefs haven't done – look, I get it. I'm not trying to take the Chiefs' side here. I'm, you know, obviously a, a former player, and I always want the players to get as much as they can because we all know how the short how short these careers really are in the grand scheme of things. But, you know, at the end of the day, the Chiefs haven't done anything wrong. He is under contract. Mm -hmm. And he he signed a contract, and and they're, they're abiding by at least their part. Now, uh, players will tell you that's – BS Joe, you know, no way. Like, you know, he deserves to rewrite his contract. He deserves the extension. He deserves more money. But at the end of the day, law is the law and he signed a contract and he's under it. So uh, they, the Chiefs haven't done anything wrong. They're just kind of playing their cards. And, right. And it's I not like he's a free agent. He's due to make 20 million this year. The other thing I want to remind fans too is, you know, we, we've seen on social media how he said, oh, 
back in week eight and all these stuff like take all this with a grain of salt because <laughs> chris jones sometimes just posts crazy things on social media you know during his last uh contract negotiation he was interacting with Le'Veon bell and making it sound like oh he might hold pull Le'Veon bell and hold out the entire year well then he signed this four-year 80 80 million dollar contract shortly thereafter so sometimes he just post yeah. weird stuff on uh on social media so yeah. take it for what it's worth um gonna take a brief pause here joe uh i also want to talk any any more thoughts about the rosters and chris jones before we kind of move to you know we're not that far away from the uh season our next pod's going to be previewing lions who we're going to maybe preview the uh nfl in a little bit more general terms yeah, super excited about that. Super excited the fact that the season's starting and, you know, we'll get past all these cuts. I, I don't think there's going to be, you know, there's – there really isn't going to be – Austin Ryder probably might be one of the bigger surprises that comes yeah. out of this roster cut down. I don't think any – nobody's going to – you know, no one's going to pick up the paper tomorrow because they stayed off the internet and see that, you know, Travis Kelsey, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, let go. I just don't – when you look at their depth chart, like – I just don't, you know, I just don't think there's anybody on there that when you look at just go, if you go into any of the major outlets who do the depth charting, you know, whether it's ESPN or our lads or, you know, whatever, you know, you want to look at. Um, I, I mean, I don't think there's going to be anybody in those threes and fours that somebody's going to go, what? Are you kidding me? But every other position other than Austin Ryder, I don't really. I'm not going to like go, what, you know, right. how can you do it? Cause you know, they, they're deep at the one and twos. They're just deep. I could see it. You make a great point about the chiefs. Just simply the roster is pretty complete. You kind of know who's in and know who's out maybe a little bit more than other teams. Well, and that said, Joe, since the, we're getting a sense of their roster uh, last time we did this, you had a rematch of the Super Bowl: chiefs, Eagles. You still seeing that? Whew, I mean, listen, the, the odds are there, right? I mean, you can sit there and do all the brackets in your mind about who's going to win which playoff game and who's going to get home field. And, you know, you could belabor over it for hours and days and thinking about who's going to stay healthy and the Bengals and the Bills and, you know, and, and the Chiefs and the AFC and maybe the Jets, you know, making a run with Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, you think about, about what the AFC looks like and then you look at the NFC and you got – the Eagles and 49ers and, you know, who else could possibly be there? Is this the year the Cowboys make a run finally? Like, I, I can't, you, you have to like, I mean, let's, let's take all the science out of it and just do art and say, why not? Why, 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 why shouldn't it be the Chiefs and Eagles in a rematch? Right. I mean, when you, when you just sit there and look at it now, there's of course, a lot of things have to happen. It's going to be, you know, there's 17 games that, that these teams have to play and stay healthy and battle attrition and 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 battle elements and and do all those things to get themselves to 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 January and February. But at the end of the day, just looking at it simplistically, right? I think they're the two best teams in the NFL right now, today, August 29th, as we're recording this. Why not? Why not Eagles Chiefs rematch? I think both teams have gotten better. I think the Chiefs were so incredibly young last year. All mm -hmm. those rookies in the secondary, I think the Chiefs are going to be better. Um, and I think the Chiefs will also be better at offensive 
line. I think mm -hmm. Orlando Brown, you've, you've talked, I totally buy your theory that Orlando Brown is a little bit nicked up and not at his best. I think um, Juwan Taylor, Devon, uh, Donovan Smith will be upgrades there. I think they're mm -hmm. going to be better. I think the Eagles had an amazing draft class. Uh, I think they're going to be better. That infusion of, of talent, you know, they were a little bit old along the defense line. Now they have guys like Jalen Carter, um, uh, Nolan Smith to help things out. Uh, Joe, I, I'm also uh, curious if you have any sleepers this year. Maybe the sleepers for me, I'm looking at the AFC North. There's a couple teams. I still have the Ravens losing to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Mm -hmm. I think their defense has gotten better with Roquan Smith. They got better down the stretch last year, and nobody really kind of noticed because all the focus was on Lamar, who now has some nice weapons. He should uh, hopefully be healthier. Uh, Zay Flowers has looked terrific, the rookie. They have Beckham now. Um, but also I think that division is really tough. I think the Browns, mm -hmm. Deshaun Watson, knocking that rust off. I think he's um, – they, they added um, Zadarius Smith on the defense – uh, I think that that uh, they've had Elijah Moore, who I like at receiver. Um, Tillman from Tennessee, a rookie at receiver, I like. I think he's got some weapons. The defense is still pretty good. And then I think the Steelers are a little bit of a sleeper. Um, I, I think Pickens about to Pickens is about to break out um, at receiver. Uh, I, I think they had a really nice draft. I think Kenny Pickett's starting to find his way. Joe, any sleepers you have? Uh, who might make well, I mean, you bring up great points on those teams. I don't, I don't want to be repetitive. Um, you know, let's forget about all the, the usual suspects, right? You know, and, and, and the Bills and the Bengals, um, you know, talked a little bit. I'm, I don't I'm not ready to call the I'm not ready to call the, the Jets a sleeper yet, so to speak. But mm -hmm. I, I think it is going to be intriguing. I'm going to call them my intriguing pick. Sure. Um, to see what the Jets do and what Aaron Rodgers can do in his advanced age with a team, I think, that has made some good improvements, uh, a team that has had good drafts, uh, a team that is, um, you know, kind of operating in a, in a um, you know, it's not, it's, I, I think they're going to, they're going to, they're going to topple the Patriots. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make that prediction. That'll be my mm -hmm. little sleeper prediction. I think they're going to outpace the Patriots this year. Um and I, I wonder what they could do against the Dolphins um, if Tua stays healthy. Um, I think that changes a lot for the Dolphins. But I would, I'm, I'm very intrigued by what the Jets can do. And I'm also going to be intrigued to see what Doug Peterson can do with the Jags. Yeah, I um, think they're a team on the rise, too. I, Chiefs, I, I, go ahead, buddy. I was going to say, and the Chiefs, we'll see, we'll see the Jaguars early in a week two that I think that's going to be a really good game. It's going to be really hot in Jacksonville should be a barometer for the Jaguars there to see if they can, you know, make that, that next step. Joe, one yeah. thing I forgot to say about the Steelers, I'm so high on them, not only because the picket Pickens connection, they had so many injuries last year. I mean, TJ Wass is good at defensive players. There is just having him fully healthy. I think is going to make, um, um, you know, a big difference. And, uh, Patrick Peterson, they added a corner. They added Joey Joey Porter's kid uh, at corner from that from other Penn school. I don't I don't know <laughs> state. I don't know. <laughs> the uh, I'm also going to agree with Joe on the on an Eagles super on an Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl rematch. Um, you know, I initially was going to say 
Chiefs 49ers, but I'm a little bit leery on the 49. They also have the same problem the Chiefs do that Nick Bosa, he's going to be rusty. Uh, he's a guy who's injury prone. I worry about his not having a training camp if that's going to lead to an injury or at least some rust going forward. And I'm really confused, um, not confused, but I, I think initially I was actually, the, I was looking at the Niners. This is a team, I was looking at the win total on Vegas. I'm like, this is a team I would want to go to bet online and bet the over of. Uh, they were, let me check here. I think they were, they were 10 and a half. I'm like, you know what? They have a secure quarterback situation. Um, they should easily win 11 games, if not more. But now I think their quarterback situation is not so secure. So secure. Everyone knows about how they traded Trey Lance away. Um, and if I were the 49ers, I wouldn't have done that, considering how many injuries they've had. They're just getting decimated at the quarterback position the last several years. Um, I get it. Brock Purdy was undefeated in regular season games in which – he started. He uh, he looks like the future. He was a great value. He was a guy as as crazy and as as poor a selection as Trey Lance was trading all that draft capital for him. Um, Brock Purdy kind of mitigated the damage of that because when you can get the last overall pick, Mister Relevant, to be that good, well, that's great value, um, and, and it helps to mitigate that error. Anyhow, what I'm getting at is the Niners have had so many injuries over the last several years at the quarterback position, I would have kept Trey Lance as insurance because, you know, Brock Purdy, he looked so good last year. He's co- coming after, coming uh, back from major elbow surgery. Who knows how he's going to come back from that. Sam Darnold, you know, is a solid backup guy. But again, why not just keep Lance? Given all the, all the, um, the quarterback injuries you've had, he's on, on a rookie deal, so not super expensive. I would have just kept him as insurance, at least for this year. Well, anyhow, so I, we're both predicting Chiefs, Eagles, Super Bowls. We're going to have more as we get ready for the opening game against the Lions. Well, if you enjoy this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Go Chiefs! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.